Welcome to Inspiration Rising. I'm your host, David Trotter, and we're here to inspire you to rise up in your life, love, and leadership. Well, do you have piles of paper all around your house? What about cans and boxes of food spilling out of your pantry? What about clutter? gathering dust all around in the nooks and crannies and things that you've got piled up on the counter and underneath your bed. What about that mountain of laundry that never gets put away? Well, let me introduce you to Christy Clover, an efficiency expert and a homeschooling mom of five kids ranging in age from preschool to teen. She's the author of MOM, Master Organizer of Mayhem, Simple Solutions to Organize Chaos and Bring More Joy into Your Home. She's also the host of the Simply Joyful podcast. Aside from her family and chocolate, she's passionate about encouraging and inspiring families by offering simple solutions for a more joy-filled life. In this episode, you're going to learn why Christy is so passionate about organization, the two most challenging experiences for families, why systems are absolutely necessary, and how to tackle that mountain of laundry. Now, by the way, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the Inspiration Rising podcast on Apple or Google podcast apps or Spotify or Stitcher. Just open up the app, search for Inspiration Rising, and click subscribe to have access to all the amazing conversations that I have the opportunity of hosting with inspirational female leaders who share their wisdom with you. All right, let's jump into my conversation with Christy Clover. Well, Christy, thanks so much for taking some time to hang with me today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. This is going to be fun. I'm excited. Okay. So why and how did you become so (laughs) passionate about organization? I love organization too. So I just love to hear, I'd love to hear your testimony, Christy, of how organization changed your life. I love it. Right now. I'm like, how has my life ever been changed? Well, you know, it's an ongoing process too, but really it came from, I refer to, I refer to it lovingly as the dark days um, that we experienced. When we first moved to San Diego, I had two little tiny people. So a three month old and a 20 month old. So two babies. My husband went from just normal travel schedule to covering two territories. So he was gone all the time in like a six month period. We'd had two or three surgeries. My husband had an emergency surgery. Oh my I had a, a, like an a, you know, unforeseen surgery. We had you know, stress in our marriage. We had family dynamics at play. We had everything you can think of. And we had just moved into what I thought was going to be my dream house and everything was going wrong. And it was just one chaotic moment after another. And I kind of like put my white flag up. <laughs> I'm like, I can't do this. And what really hit me then was that I could not control a lot of the things happening to me Mm. and happening in our lives. But there were some things that I could take control of. Mm -hmm. And one of the things was to dig myself out of the chaos and start getting more organized. And so Mm -hmm. it really became a focus for me of, okay, I have complete chaos and I'm totally overwhelmed, but what steps can I take right now to bring a little bit more order to our day? Mm Mm-hmm. I find that my sock and underwear drawer is most organized when I feel most (laughs) out of control in life. Everybody's got to have their spot. Like I laugh because like for my sock and underwear drawer to be organized, it means that everything else in the house better be pretty darn organized because I'm like, it's going in the drawer. Like I'm going to close the drawer and that closet's going to look good. But (laughs) for me to take the time to make it look good in that area of the house, man, like... (laughs) But I have other weird things. Yeah, I have other weird things. Like the pantry is probably the one place that consistently Mm -hmm. I organize because Mm -hmm. it's controllable. And it's the one place I can walk in and kind of be like, ah, yay. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's great. Well, in the beginning of your book, one of the first things that you tell me to do is embrace my inner organizer. Yes. What if I'm a total wreck? Like you really believe that every single person has an inner organizer inside of them? I think sometimes they're hiding, they're hiding out, (laughs) but I think we can, you can learn it if anything, but yes. So you can be a complete wreck and that's perfect. Everybody's got to start somewhere. And sometimes like I, like for me, I was in that state of overwhelmed. I was a wreck and I had to find, find my inner organizer and shake her and wake her up a little bit. And so I had to learn. And sometimes what I find is that when there are those problem areas, a lot of times I'm just not finding the right system to use for that particular problem. So what I had to do is stop paying attention to what all the experts were saying. And Mm -hmm. and for me, it was breaking rules. That's a lot Mm -hmm. of the systems I came up with are horrible, crazy rule breakers. Like Emily Barnes would be like, Oh, what are you telling people to do? But you know, for me, I was in survival mode. And so I really do believe that there, there is an organizer instead of everyone. And some people it's just naturally there and other people, you got to dig a little deeper to discover that person hiding out inside. So you wouldn't say that you grew up as like a total organizational freak kid. Cause like I, was no. kid, like I was a kid who had a map of my room, literally a piece of paper. And I would draw out the new arrangement of how I would want to organize my room and shuffle it. So it would be most effective, efficient, creative, so forth. Like I love doing that. Like that was not yes. you. Well, my mom taught me if I wanted to move furniture to do that. But if you ask anyone in my life who knew me all the way through high school, I was a complete wreck. Like I had one clean spot in my bedroom for me to get to the bed. So I could hop from the doorway to the bed. I mean, to that spot, to the bed. I mean, I was a complete mess. And it wasn't until college that you started seeing hints of my little inner organizer coming out where I really found like, cause I was living in a small room with another person. And right. so that's when it started kicking in a little bit. And so like I remember my mom coming over to visit one time and then even all of my high school friends would come over and they'd be like, what in the heck? Like what <laughs> happened here? And I'm like, oh, look at my desk drawer. I'm like, look, I found little boxes that fit in these spaces. <laughs> and what I do, when I think back, I actually was always good at like spatial organization. I was the one, if you wanted to pack a car, you asked mm-hmm. me, like it sure, will sure. fit. And I still laugh today because like, we'll go get back from Costco. I'm like, it's like, it's not all going to fit in the car. And I'm like, who are you talking to? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can do it. Totally. Don't even get me started. I'm like, I, and in fact, one time I had a, it's a longer story, but I had a moment with my kids where I'm like, I am the queen of Tetris. Yeah. Yeah. Of <laughs> course. Like, of Tetris playing in my head. My family just dumps all the bags at the back of the car and just goes, Dad, work your magic. And, you know, I make it happen. It's so fun. I love yeah. it. Yes. Yeah, it is a challenge. Okay. So in your book, you share 10 simple rules to change my home life. Obviously, we don't want to go through all of them because we want we want people to buy the book. And uh, as I've mentioned, it's called Master Organizer of Mayhem, Simple Solutions to Organize Chaos and Bring More Joy into Your Home. And we'll, of course, have the link to Amazon in our show notes. You can just swipe up now on your phone and click that link. But if there were a couple of rules that you would want to give us as a taste test, you know, just mm. kind of wet our palate. Is that what you say? Wet our palate? That sounds gross. I- <laughs> Just a little taste. It's like a Costco. It's like a Costco. It's like a Costco sample of the mom book. There we go. I love Costco samples. Um, If you're not living, if you're listening outside the United States, it's a store that gives you food, and people wait in line to get a little bite. What is up with that? They wait in line to get a little bite. 
I well, no, our Costco sampled cookie dough the other week. And my kids were like, can we stop by again? So we, we did. I'm like, not right away. We have to like come back. So oh. hopefully they don't remember. Take off your jacket. Take off your jacket. They won't. I know. I'm like, mess your hair up a little. <laughs> what, what are a couple of rules that you would want to give us as a Costco sample of the mom a Costco book? sample. I mean, we have and a lot the way, of the basics. Yes. Go mom, ahead. like, can I, can I read, can I even read this book? Like yes. I'm not a mom. You can read it. It is for anyone who wants to get more organized in your life. I really came at it from the perspective of, I feel like moms and dads. So not to exclude a father. So you can read it. But I feel like a lot of the the trendy organization, how to get organized stuff does not take in mind a house full of children. Yes. Um, you know, So whether you have one yes. child or you know little kids or big kids or whatever, you have all these extra hands and feet who, you know, when... That picture in your head you have before you have children of, oh, they're all going to listen to what I say. And it's just going to be this perfect June Cleaver, you know, leave it to beaver moment. Uh, no, it doesn't happen. They are independent little people and, and big people. And they, you know, have to make good choices too. And not everybody makes the choice to be organized. So I don't, it's all good. I don't even know this, if this is the case. Marie Kondo doesn't have kids, does she? Like, I don't she think now she, she now does have kids, but not when she started it. And she was organizing everyone at the age of eight or something. I think I read, and so yeah, she's a naturally organized person. And yeah, she she started out organized. So a lot of people don't start there. Yeah, <laughs> so, she didn't start out with kids. So let's see what her life's yes. like now. I right. know. Okay, I know. so this could be the dad version, the disaster of dust. No, no, that's an of. Hey, <laughs> what would that be? Disaster, disaster, disaster action. Averter. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll think I about know. that. On, I know. No, we've, 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 we've actually toyed focus. with it. Let's focus on this, Christy. Let's okay, focus. Costco sample. Okay, so. Give me some rules. Which one? Some of the rules. So, I mean, we do have like the basic rules, like you, you got to declutter. I mean, the less you have to, you know, pick up the better, but I'm not a minimalist. So, you know, but I do have some great tips on how to declutter prioritizing is a big one too. But the, one of the things that really differentiates my book from other books is my glean and tweak technique. And that's the fact that we don't have to start from scratch. Like look and see what other people are doing well. So if you have friends in a similar lifestyle and they don't have the paper piles that you have in your house, ask them what they do. So, you know, and, and I did that for something. I mean, I definitely, paper piles are my, like, oh my goodness, it's my kryptonite. I am so mm. bad. My husband refers to them as the Christie piles mm. and I try really hard. I mean, it is the area that I constantly struggle with because I'm a mm. visual organizer. So mm -hmm. I kind of have to see it to remember to get to it. Mm -hmm. But I had a one girlfriend tell me, you know, you I just set an appointment with myself. And so every Thursday morning, I have an appointment with myself. And I was like, okay, I can do that. So Thursday came, my appointment came and my appointment went and I just didn't care. So I realized like, what was big for me is at first I felt like a failure. And I'm like, I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to figure it out. But what it finally dawned on me is that, well, I could tweak this and make it work. So maybe just, you know, on Thursdays, I do try to make sure I clear my calendar a little bit, but, you know, make it more organic. So it's not like at 10 o'clock because there was something to me about having that set time of, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. okay, I've got to get to this. So, and it wasn't always paper piles. So maybe it just became a Thursday habit of, you know, I did something that would tidy up. And then eventually I did get to my paper piles and I found people who had better systems. So my mother-in-law had a great system um, for how she organizes paperwork. So you kind of just have to start Tell me about looking. it. Tell me what she does. 
So my mother-in-law, she has this whole system with binder clippers. <laughs> she has different colored binder clippers for different types of, you know, Paperwork. paper piles. And so it was to me, I was like, wow, because it fit in with my visual side of right. things. I needed to see things. So I, personally, I learned to have a drawer where I could keep things, but I had to keep them in order so that things didn't get lost. So if you use the binder clip, color, you know, the colored binder clips mm-hmm. that worked. So like so what colors was, for what things? Like one color would be for... Oh, goodness. So you had bills, like bills, I would say, take out and put somewhere. <laughs> we do a lot of our, you know, banking and bill paying online and my right. husband deals with that. But bills, bills to me and in, in my world, they go on my husband's desk. So okay. praise the Lord, that is his strength and that I let him do that. Um, mm-hmm. But if there's other things, so coupons, coupons actually now have a specific basket by the back door and I only keep the ones I know I'm going to use. Mm-hmm. And I used to save all the ones of like, oh, this looks like a fabulous restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I used to have this little box for them. And it just, that became one more area that just clean clutter. Now it's, it's literally, I think we keep like El Pollo Loco. So some of our mm-hmm. favorite little fast foodie things, Subway, and then mm-hmm. Bed Bath & Beyond. And that's it. And I do not keep any other coupons. Um, but initially those would be like, maybe pick like a color that you want. So, you know, mm-hmm. blue, cause it would match mm-hmm. your Bed Bath & Beyond coupons. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then anything that needs to get, you know, red, you could use a, you know, a red binder clipper. So something mm-hmm. you want to come back to, whether it's a magazine or a newspaper. And the key is, is that it, with a binder, Clipper is that you, you could get the massive ones. Mega but if ones. you keep it small, then it makes you have to get to, through and actually take action on that because nothing else is going to keep fitting in that. Um, so, you know, there's all different ways because now I use file folders and I actually do tab them um, and I'm getting a lot better at just throwing things out because I literally will get a magazine and be like, and I know in my heart of hearts, I will never look at that. And right. so it just goes straight into recycling. I quit subscribing to them. Yeah, oh, I- yeah. No, right. absolutely. And they want to give them to you now. It's like $5 for the whole year of GQ. I I'm know. like, yeah, it's just going to sit there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> rule number four is do your worst thing first. Tell me about yes. this rule. Oh my goodness. Well, speaking of that inner organizer, so many people get paralysis, like that analysis paralysis, where they think of that one problem. Because my number one tip is, you know, like where to start if you are feeling like a complete hot mess and you walk throughout your house going, oh my goodness, it is chaotic. I tell people to pick one thing, just pick one thing and start there. But what I found is that when you do start by picking a, a project that's completely intimidating. I mean, you can do either way. You can pick one small project that's going to be an actionable thing. Kind of get your feet wet doing that. But there's that one project that usually moves from to-do list to to-do list. Mm-hmm. And so what I did in this chapter is I taught people how to devise action steps, how, a plan of attack of how to get in and get it done. Because that thing will always be looming. Mm-hmm. And so once you take on your worst project and you conquer it, you feel like you can take on the world. And that is when you put on your little organizer cape and you're like, I am like MOM or we'll yeah, find yeah. a DAD for yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to find um, that. Okay. So the worst thing as you are connecting with people, what do you find is the worst thing overall for most people? You know what I mean? Like what area of oh, the yeah. home or life or whatever? Okay. So there's actually two things that I hear all the time. And it usually comes up when I admit that I have five kids is people are always asking about feeding people. So meal planning, you know, how do you feed people and then laundry. So those are probably the two areas that I hear the most complaining about. I mean, you've got the normal like kitchen, family room, toys, all that kind of stuff. But I would say more than anything, it's how do I get 
food on the table consistently? And how do I get laundry done? Mm-hmm. And so those could be messes, but those are also just sound like systems of like, mm-hmm. how do I think about those things? So it's not necessarily, I mean, I guess it's organizing your time. It's organizing some of the resources. It's it, thinking about organizing in a little different way. I often think of more mess, but you're thinking about more a system. Yeah. So with meals, definitely a system. But I mean, think about the laundry. A lot of times people's mess is the fact that they have dirty laundry everywhere and they have clean laundry everywhere. Sometimes you can't tell the difference. Mm -hmm. And I would say in bedrooms, most of the time, that is what's accumulating is either the dirty laundry stacking up or you have like, you know, the mountain of laundry that is never getting folded. Mm -hmm. And so... But the way to attack everything, I mean, that's one of the things I really want people to understand is that when you look at the definition of organization, it says nothing about perfection. So I am here to tell people to give themselves grace Mm. and to start systematizing because systems are exactly what organization is all about. So you need to find systems that work. So when it comes to laundry... I have a boatload. Of, I actually have an entire chapter just on laundry systems because there are little tweaks you can make. Now, my fam- family dynamic is going to be different than your family dynamic. You've I got still a have lot small of children. You have a I ha- we have lot a ton of clothes. clothes. So, so <laughs> take me there. In the second chapter of the book, Phase 2, it's all about frameworks. So you've got six systems that you share. Decluttering right. systems, organizing systems, storage systems, chore systems, kitchen systems, laundry systems. I don't see anything about garage systems, but okay. <laughs> That's in the organizing one. I actually do okay. talk about that. All right, all right. <laughs> so um, let's go to the laundry systems. Now, before we continue, I want to encourage you to share the Inspiration Rising podcast with a friend. I started this show in January 2019 with a passion to help women and the men who support them be inspired through conversations with female entrepreneurs and leaders and coaches. And the primary way that people learn about the show is through word of mouth. I don't have some big ad budget to spread the word, so I rely on listeners just like you to share how the show has inspired them. So if you're enjoying our conversations, would you mind taking a moment and encouraging a friend to subscribe to the Inspiration Rising podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, or Google podcast apps? And if your friend doesn't know how to listen to a podcast, take a moment and teach them. Help yes. the listeners out today. If their laundry is a disaster, how would you, what would be their first step? Well, I have a cute little acronym called SMART um, for laundry, but I will throw an extra one in there. And so this is my, my biggest, best tip for if you want to get through your laundry better is do smaller loads. When you do a start with small loads, like if I have a large load of darks, I separate them out because washer to dryer, I can fold that load fast and I can get it put away fast. And so it's not as intimidating. So it's almost like you have to find these mental roadblocks. Like when I look at a huge load of clean laundry, I feel overwhelmed. I'm like, it's going to take me forever to get that done. And even though in my mind, I know it's not going to take that long. I just need to get it done. Just grip, bear, you know, Figure down mm-hmm. and get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, no, like if it's a small load, I look at it and I go, that's going to take me five minutes. You know, mm-hmm. so then I can get my but laundry. But don't you feel like your laundry's faster. always like then you're doing laundry all the time if you're doing small loads? All the time. Well, it, okay. So we, syst- the, the other system we use in our home, and everybody's got to pick their own one, is that everybody's assigned a laundry day. So I'm only doing laundry once a week. So uh, I'm doing it on Saturday. I do both my husband, my laundry. I can, I can knock out three to four loads in no time flat. 
um, because I'm breaking them into smaller loads. I'm just kind of, I'm setting a timer. So that's one of my, that's my, I think that's my R's. Remember to switch your loads. <laughs> so, so smart is sort by gender um, for the S. M, okay, this is going to test me. Why would I M sort is by, mesh bags. Why would I yes. sort by gender? Okay, so this Rather would be Rather than by for, colors. Yes. So, oh, well, no. So we're going to temperature sort. Um, so we're going to temperature sort for, for big. But if you have small kids in the house, so the S of SMART for that acronym is sort by gender. If you have, um, or and even by sizes. So you just want to make sure, because what I found when I had two little boys and now I have two little girls, their clothes all look the same. And I was wasting so much time trying to separate, you know, was this a size two or size four? You know, sometimes I was trying to match them like twins. So I would just separate their clothes. So I would separate, you know, um, my older daughter's clothes from my younger daughter's clothes. So, um, and so I guess it would be more like separate the kids' clothes instead of just separating. uh, so you wouldn't wash them together so that when you're mm-hmm. when you're folding them or putting right. them away it would save time and less confusion right exactly okay. so yeah okay. I, I guess i'm like see this is where i am testing my memory <laughs> i've done this in a ton of tv segments i'm like what is my s but yeah. no you are separating out by kid so not just the gender but separate it by kid and by sizes um so that way everyone has sense. their own yeah, laundry because mm-hmm. then it's just i'm focused on this person's laundry it's done and it's put away and it's just mm-hmm. faster um, the M is going to be mesh bags. And so if you have anything that is not in need of going in the dryer, because we all forget, um, like when I'm doing my laundry, it almost drives me crazy if my husband steps in and does it because I'm like, oh no, he's Something's not going to go to pull yeah, the sweater out. Yeah. But if I, have, if I have everything that I don't want to go in the dryer in a mesh bag, then he automatically knows. So that's just a rule in the house. If you are moving somebody's laundry from the washer to the dryer, you've got to take out everything in the mesh bag. And and the key is to take it out of the mesh bag and politely at least. (laughs) So it's not like in a heap, mildewing and molding. (laughs) Um, And then the A, this is like, oh, avoid the iron. And so with avoiding the iron, we are pulling clothes out straight from the dryer and putting them onto hangers or we're folding them immediately. Um, and I, and the key there with your family is to have the right tools. So we have this cute little flip fold little doodad that our kids absolutely love. And it cracks me up because they get excited to do their laundry because they love using this little flip fold. It's the thing they use in the gap to make right. all the shirts look perfect. Right. And it's super easy. And the kids just think it's so fun. And you can get that on so, Amazon, I assume. You can totally get out. Yeah. Get it on okay. Amazon. It's called flip fold on Amazon. Flip fold. Okay. So uh, we've got sort, we've got mesh bag, we've mm-hmm. got avoid, the, avoid iron. the iron. Okay. So when I was and, a kid, yeah. my mom would not let me buy clothes that had any dry clean only. That was like off the limits. I mean, if oh, it, was yeah. a dry clean, it was like, you're not getting that. You you can't have that. And even if it was um, oh, white shorts, couldn't have white shorts, could not have white shorts. <laughs> I'm kind of with her on that one. It couldn't have that. No <laughs> white pants, no white, pretty much no white shirt. I mean, you're just, get, yeah. I mean, it was really pretty limiting on uh, certain like rayon, anything that couldn't be in the dryer. Nope, can't buy that. Nope, can't buy that. It just, you know, it was back, it was also 30 years ago when there were less um, 
types of fabrics. Like now, I mean, so many oh things can't even go in the dryer. Our back right. patio has so many clothes from my wife and my daughter that just, you know, have to be air dried. Otherwise, you're going to look like a four-year-old or something. Yep. Uh, okay. So you're avoiding the iron. Do you um, do take things to the dry cleaner? Do you have dry clean clothes like your husband's dress shirts no or anything? No longer. Well, his suits, we used to, he's, he's actually, he just retired. So, um, but what we did is that, so suits did get dry clean because you can't really avoid that. Right. But we did switch to an uh, to a non-dry clean um, shirt, a shirt that could actually go into the dryer and pull out and be pretty yes. darn pretty darn good without an iron. So we did switch to those. And so that was one. And again, yeah, right. They make all these amazing fabrics now. So we try not to buy things that are dry clean only. And I will admit that I do cheat. And so those things that say delicate cycle only, that's going in a mesh bag too. I mean, it's just, Ah, you know, I just try to get things that if it needs any kind of special TLC, it's going in a mesh Uh, bag. And so if it can't go in a mesh bag, then it's probably not going to get washed and it's going to sit in the corner of my closet. So I try not to buy things like that. Right. What do you do with like your fur coats and, (laughs) you know, like what do you do with those? All of my, you know, designer fur coats. I don't have any. So I would say you can also focus on, I mean, a lot of laundry system is going to also come down to your buying habits. Mm -hmm. So if you are a fur coat person and you really need those, then absolutely you're going to have to work dry cleaning into your schedule. I used to have back when, you know, we we did need to go to the dry cleaner on a regular basis. Um, That was when I was dropping dry cleaning off on Monday. And then, you know, whenever it was ready, I was picking it up. So I kind of had a little routine. And then by the end of our, you know, dry cleaning days, we found a a dry cleaner near us that would actually either deliver or pick up. And so Mm -hmm. you can find solutions like that out there just to make your life easier. I mean, for heaven's sakes, we can like type in an order and have it show up on our doorstep. So why not do that with dry cleaning as well? Sure. We have our house manager take the furs to a fur, you know, cleaning place. They do that once a week. She, she (laughs) wears them. Do you really have fur coats? Of course. Yeah. Our house manager. Here in Orange County. Yeah. It's amazing. You're amazing house manager. Yeah. She wears her fur coats too. She's a kindergarten teacher. So she finds that they're (laughs) a great technique for the kids to quiet down. Um, I love it. So let's see. So we're on avoid the iron. What's R? R is to remember to switch your loads. So set a timer. So that is, so really the R is remember, but it's a timer. So whether you're setting a little, you know, digital reminder on your watch, on your phone, um, the key is to not set it on a timer that's just going to go off once and not keep reminding you. Um, So you want to make sure it's something that makes you turn it off and go take action because that is the big thing. If you you leave your clothes in the washer or the dryer and forget to move them, then it just gets not, it's not a pretty picture because of the we have a front loader. Well, we have a front loader washing machine. And so you forget your load for more than, you know, well, probably goodness. If I do it in the morning and I don't get to it until night, that's dangerous because it's going to start smelling mildewy. Um, So front loader washing machines are just, they're not all that I thought they were going to be. Ah, uh, we still have the top load. We're yeah. See, we're very you got poor, it. Very poor people. <laughs> top load. Uh, okay. So and then so remember the timer. And then T is what? 
temperature sorting. So instead of looking at the whites, brights, and darks, I'm looking at what can I throw in a load that's going to be washed on cold. And so I mostly do this for my husband. I, my teens now do, um, you know, two different loads. So they have their, their hot for their whites and then their cold for their darks. But I'm looking at, you know, what's going to get washed in cold, what's going to get washed in, you know, cause so kind of bleed factor as well, but what mm-hmm. can get washed on warm and what can get washed on hot, um, mm-hmm. and definitely paying attention to bleed factors there. Okay. So I don't know anything about this. Colors, mm. I always think, you know, colors of clothes, not you're talking temperatures. So what colors and the people listening are probably going, Dave, why do you ask these stupid questions? That's okay. <laughs> no, they're probably like, yes, what is that? So what, <laughs> what is like, what can be washed in hot? What can be washed in, you know? So really, it, it is going to be that bleed factor. So reds and you know dark blues, dark colors tend to bleed. Right. And so those are the ones that want to be washed on cold. And what I was finding is that the the brights, so it's, it's whites, brights, and darks. Right. And the brights, half the time, those are the clothes that are have to be washed on cold anyway. So like my husband has some dark teal shirts that I was just looking at those going, I'm like, I cannot wash that with all these other things. Um, so I might do a gray or, you know, a pass or like a lighter, you know, lighter colored clothes. I can wash those in warm mm-hmm. if they're not brand spanking new. If they're brand spanking new, then they're probably going to get washed on cold the first time. Okay. And then your, your, you know, hot is going to be your whites and maybe okay. some of the pale, pale, pale colors that are fine to, to use that way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, man. So we got through I'm smart. telling you, laundry's a thing. We have to be clothed. So I, I know, I know. Out. And I live in a bit more of a, um, uh, my wife handles the laundry, you know, in our home. She doesn't trust the house manager to do it correctly. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Uh, so, this is amazing. Okay, so we've got time for another system. Can we go through another system? Is that okay? Sure, absolutely. Okay, so out of the decluttering, organizing, storage, chore, and kitchen systems, Let's go with kitchen systems because you talk about organizational and meal planning systems. Um, Talk me through this. If I'm feeling like, oh, I should just pick up some pizza or should I get the box meals that are coming to my house with the produce and the meat that's coming in the mail or should I, you know, cook everything from scratch organic or should I just have Hungry Man TV trays? (laughs) Well, that is a personal question. If you love it, then, you know, go for it. But if you are wanting to, I mean, and it really comes down to, do you have a plan for that? So let's say you want to do a combination of all of those or whatever it is, you just need to have a plan. So I, I kind of was forced to learn this with when it came to meal planning. And I didn't realize that people, a lot of people out there go to the store every couple of days or every day. Like, I'm going to make this for dinner. I need to stop at the store and pick it up. But when we first moved to San Diego, we lived in a part of San Diego that I was about 20, 30 minutes from you know, a normal grocery store mm-hmm. or like a Costco. And that doesn't sound like it's horrible. But when you have two tiny people who are on nap schedules, like my right. window of opportunity to get outside of the house was so slim because I, my husband was traveling. So I was all about getting the nap so the kids would sleep so that I could have a little sanity at night. So for me, I learned to just create a meal plan. And so I did. And the biggest thing with a meal plan is you're looking at your week, you're kind of paying attention to this is a night we are going to have to order pizza. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a night that, Hey, if you are getting one of those box meal options, we are going to make it on this night because are you doing this on a Saturday or Sunday or when are you doing your meal plan? 
Um, it really depends. I tend to do it on a Friday or a Saturday right now. Um, okay. it's just, sometimes it's when we run out of food and I realize mm-hmm. it is time to go to the store. And so I, it's really just whenever you plan to do it because sometimes our meal plan, because I try to keep us stocked up on some easy meals. So we always have pasta. We always have rice. We always have marinara sauce, so I can come up with some magical combination of something mm-hmm. um, if I need to. So when I'm kind of running too low and I missed my opportunity to do my normal shop, that's when I have to make a meal plan and go to the store. So very rarely will you ever find me going to the store without a meal plan because I've just learned it it doesn't really work long term. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to figure out what meals are going to be good for me. So I actually am a crock pot lover. People are onto this whole Instapot thing. I'm still learning but it has failed me a few times. So I'm a little gun shy, but I really love the crock pot because it allows me to throw things in, in the morning or in the afternoon and not think about it. So I literally have days on my calendar when I know it's going to be busy or when I know we have a lot going on and I just don't want to have to think about dinner Mm -hmm. at five o'clock. So I just know that that's going to be a crockpot day. And mm-hmm. so I will get that all put together. And if I was like, if I was truly like crazy organized as far as like, I didn't struggle with it like a lot of people do, I would be the, I'm going to do a freezer meals and I'm going to plan out a month of food. I mean, I have friends who that is, they, God bless them. They are so good and they will plan out their entire month and they will have things in the freezer ready to go. And they're just really good at that. And they're only buying like the fresh produce that they need each week. But I don't find myself in that category all the time. Mm. I do enjoy a good freezer meal. And I, sometimes I'll double a recipe on a night mm-hmm. um, and freeze one and we'll eat one. So I kind of start stockpiling, but yeah, I'm not there. And where do you get most of your recipes? Oh, goodness. It, I A lot of times I'll look, I've been having fun. I mean, Pinterest is a great place, um, but I Google it. Sometimes I'm like, I've got rice. I in, oh, So this is one that I Googled re- recently. I'm like, I have rice, I have chicken, and I had some canned artichoke hearts. I'm like, I bet there's some yummy, delicious thing I can make with this. And I found something. And luckily, we have a lemon tree at the back of our property. So like whatever it was, it was some like Greek type of chicken thing. It was awesome. It was so good. But I was like sitting to my son. I'm like, go find a lemon. And he found like one that was like the size of my face practically. And of course, the lemon inside was tiny. <laughs> We had lemon juice. So it, you know, that's when I just Google it half the time. And I know that all recipes is a good one. Taste of home food network. Um, There's all kinds of places like that. I mean, and as much as I love every once in a while sitting down and watching food network shows, um, I try to steer myself more towards people on the food network who are going to make realistic meals. Mm-hmm. I mean, as right. much as it's amazing to see what they can make in a restaurant, right. I'm not running a restaurant. Of course, of so course. I'm like, God bless you. And that must be delicious, but I can't, I'm not going to have time to do that. So this, this meal with rice and artichoke hearts and a lemon, did you put chicken in it? You said? Oh yeah. And chicken. Okay. Did the kids all like it? Like what happens? Do, I mean, you're coming up with some crazy stuff here. I know that one was a little more unique for them. Um, but no, everybody's, we kind of have rule. You got to eat what, what's served. Uh, we have five kids. And if I had to make a specialized meal for each person, that's just not going to work. So we always tell them, this is our little rule. You have to eat whatever you like first, and then you can ask. Then they have permission to be like, do I have to eat the artichoke hearts? And then of course, like my husband and I, Steve and I are like, "Uh, no, you don't give them to us. (laughs) So we're totally fine with that, but they have to eat the chicken. And for the most part, the chicken was like your basic, you know, I think I I did like a little salt, pepper, flour. And then it was, the artichoke was more of like a, 
a little accent flavor that went on sure, it. Sure. And so sometimes I'll, I'll tweak a recipe to kind of make it so they can deconstruct it a little bit yeah, and yeah, yeah. eat they around the stuff apart. that I... Yeah, I know they're not going to like, but they've got to eat part of it. And then if it is a vegetable that they're not eating, then the rule is also you have to go find something in the refrigerator. So they have to go either make themselves a little salad, get some cucumbers, get some carrots. So we do make sure that they try to eat a little something there too. So that's mm. just, that's the way we make it work. You're mean. Oof. I know. Jeez. But they actually like, they, my kids enjoy cucumbers and carrots. My, um, my fifth, oh, sorry, 16. He's 16 now. Oh my goodness. We have two drivers. My six-year-old, he's liking celery these days. I catch him all the time just eating celery. And he read some articles somewhere about how celery is good for something. And I was like, okay, you'll eat it. Go for it. That's great. (laughs) Okay. So one of the big issues that I know uh, a lot of women that listen to the podcast have is that their partner or the the kids in their life, you know, are probably a, a big challenge, you know, when it comes mm-hmm. to organization, when it comes to the mayhem of madness of all the things flying everywhere. How do you, how do you deal with that? Like, how do you help get a partner or kids on board? Well, I think the most important thing is making sure you're finding systems that work for your unique situation. So it's not going to be something that you're only thinking about yourself. Like, oh, this system works with how I think. You have to also think about your kids and your spouse. Um, so. I know, I mean, I remember having a girlfriend that she was just like, if I find boxers on the floor one more day, I'm going to die. (laughs) And so for her, my advice was, well, get a hamper and put it in the middle of the bathroom, put it somewhere that's like really easy. Because if you have to like take the boxers downstairs, the hamper in the laundry room, that's not going to happen. So you have to have the right tools in the right place. So if that's what I found is with kids, then maybe, okay, so (laughs) I'm going to admit this. When it was just my two oldest, I had this little storage thing that was labeled. It was great. It was, you know, like so, the cars went here, and the you know the Lego men went here, and you know everything was kind of sorted out. But what I've realized, you know. <laughs> subsequent children later is I just had two baskets, just throw the toys in the basket, get them done, tuck it away. And it, it's not, it, it bothered me a little bit because I like, so we do still have a Lego bin, but for all the other small toys that were coming out, you know, it was just, it got too crazy trying to get everybody. It was too hard for them to do it. So you need Mm -hmm. to find a system that is workable and easy for the people in your life. And the big thing is they not only have to have the right tools in the right place, but they have to know where the homes for things are. Because mm-hmm. if you're creating fabulous places <laughs> for things to go and no one in your home knows, then that doesn't help, which is why labeling is really helpful as well. Mm-hmm. And I, we just did a complete renovation of our most of our downstairs. And so we're still just getting things put away. And the tongs are the cra- are cracking me up. So we have these big old blue tongs um, that I need more than anyone else, but people are using them for whatever it is that they happen to be using them for. And they keep getting put away in the most random places. So like I found myself last night holding up the tongs. I'm like, to all the people in the Clover household, look at these tongs. <laughs> these are going to fit in my serving category because I use them for serving. And so therefore they are going in this drawer where all the serving utensils are. And so, you know, one day in, they're in the right spot, but who knows? I mean, I just keep reminding people. And sometimes I try to be silly like that to remind people. Sure, sure. And I don't have labels up right now, but if I do tend to label even the inside of my refrigerator to help people know 
where mm-hmm. things should be going so we mm-hmm. don't have duplicates. And yeah, so there's all kinds of little techniques like that that are really helpful for for everyone else in the household to kind of get on board and kind of figure things out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the book, as I've mentioned, is labeled M-O-M, Master Organizer of Mayhem. Who would you say that the book is for and how will it benefit them? Give us your sales pitch. Like I want to sell some My books here, pitch. okay? Like, oh, I love book? it. All right. So this book is really for anyone looking to get a little bit more organized who have, you know, whether you have tried and failed at other books or other systems, this book really can help anyone who is organizationally challenged. And even people who have a passion for organizing, it's fun to learn new techniques and to see how other people are doing it. I do have primarily a mom in mind, but anyone can pick up this book. But the reason I had a mom in mind is I just felt like the the books out there, as I had stated earlier, just were not thinking about... like It is all fine and dandy to declutter and to do you know have a planner and to do all of these other things that we're told to do in the organizational world. But if you have little people waking up and destroying everything that you've worked on, it doesn't help. And so I really wanted to help people who have other people living in their home. So it could just be that you're married and you're looking for some advice on how to get two people to function. I mean, boy, you can breeze through this book if it's just you at home. <laughs> but you know, a lot of times it is everyone else you're trying to help manage as well. So I try to take that into consideration and, and just know that I struggle too. And so this is from a heart of someone who struggles. And these are the things that when I have these systems working... It is life-changing and I get it. And um, so it's not written from someone who's just totally organized, has always been organized and has no clue where the struggle points are. I get it. I I get how the struggle is there and how it exists and and kind of how to climb out of that spot too. Mm -hmm. And I would say the flavor of the book, you know, there's a huge minimalist push, you know, in our world. It's big right now. You know comes off a little shaming, frankly. It just, you know, like, I, I just feel like, oh my gosh, if I'm not a minimalist, I'm horrible. And you're, this book is just not that. You know what I mean? This is just like a heart-filled, practical tips. Like you said, it's like, uh, you know, it's like a mom coming up next to you and going, hey, let me share yeah. some tips. Let me share you how it's working for me. And uh, if this will work for you, you know, I hope it does. So Christy, not only can they get the book, which they can swipe up on their phone now and find the link to Amazon, but I also want to draw people's attention to your Instagram account, Christy Clover, K-R-I-S-T-I. You have clovers on everything. What the heck? So cool. I wish I had a name. (laughs) My last name's Trotter. I don't think I want a horse on all this stuff. (laughs) You could. That could be fun. I guess. Yeah. Uh, So (laughs) then, so obviously Instagram and Instagram stories, but I really want to draw people's attention to your YouTube account. And we'll, of course, link that in the show notes, but you've got videos of how you declutter your garage. I know you've just gone through this home renovation that you talked about soon. I know they can subscribe now on YouTube, but what can they expect in the future on your YouTube channel that would be something they would want to watch? Well, on YouTube, we actually have a whole new um, theme coming up. So we're calling it, my podcast is called Simply Joyful. And on YouTube, we're calling it Simply Joyful at Home. And so I'm going to be sharing a lot of the organizational tips that we used to, to survive the home renovation, but also just how we incorporated some of the organizational systems into the design, as well as just, you know, home stuff. So 
you know, here's an easy meal, here's some hacks. So a lot of home hacks and life hacks and mom hacks and whatever kind of, you know, tips. But I love helping people just with practical advice since, you know, I do. I've been married for 22 years. We've got five kids. My oldest is 17. My youngest is six. So I'm still in the throes of having little kids, but I get it. I also have older kids. So I've been doing this for a while. So I love encouraging moms who are just at any stage in their parenting, um, just to see that there are simpler ways of doing things because too often we are stuck watching the same type of perfection on social media that we always see. And I want people to step away from that and be like, I can do this. And this is how. I love it. All right. Simply Joyful Podcast as well, wherever people get their podcasts. So obviously we'll link all of that in the show notes. Christy, thank you. Love your energy. Love your organization. I'm really surprised in the background of watching in the video how messy your house is though. My goodness, in the background, (laughs) it's a disaster. All that laundry behind you and everything. Oh my goodness. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Laundry behind Christy. There's flowers. Thanks for being well, on the show, Christy. You. I appreciate it. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for having me on. This is really fun. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Christy today. What an incredible woman she is. And I want to encourage you to follow her on social media, especially on Instagram. All the links to her social media accounts are available in our show notes by swiping up now or going to insporising.com. And while you're at it, follow us, Inspiration Rising, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Simply search Inspiration Rising, or you can use the username Inspo Rising on all platforms. May you be inspired by Christy to declutter and organize your life so that you can have space to dream, set your goals in motion, and create a hospitable environment for family and friends.